do you have 40 white friends that want to go skiing right now? <laughs> Just pop some juicy fruit and you'll be on your way. In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! Is Juicy Fruit the yellow gum? It is. What's the white gum? Uh, that's just spearmint. That should have been the one. That's just that should have been the forty white people like snowing, a, like who, skiing. Who wants some? Who wants some spearmint gum? I don't know. Ted Bundy and the rest of the psychopaths. Is that the kiss? A little? Uh, no, it's that's big red, big right? Yeah, my God, I don't know my jingles. You know hardly. what? I, I would like to see. I would like to see an age return where gum is advertising as as uh, ardently as it once was. It doesn't anymore, huh? It, you don't get a lot of gum ads. Where did you used to get gum ads? Daytime TV, yeah, right? They were, they were around. Do you watch a lot of daytime TV now? Uh, no, it, that's a lot of Daymar College and uh, law. Do you, do, you, do you have a lawsuit pending? You oh, should hire a lawyer. Right, right. Which makes sense. A lot of people laying around probably should sue somebody. I don't feel like getting a job, but... I'm I, not going to work. I feel like getting a check. <laughs> I'm going to sue Hardee's for something. Yeah, I want to go fall down at Hardee's and sue them. Because <clears throat> they're negligent. That was uh, um, Lucky, the character voiced by, uh, oh, what's the guy? He was a music guy. Uh, Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. He was voiced by Tom Petty on uh, King of the Hill. Lucky. He he married uh, Luann Plenner. Tom Petty voiced a King of the Hill character? He did. Nice. And uh, his, his whole claim to fame was he slipped on some pee-pee at the Costco. And got a settlement, I believe it was like 40000 60000 pee Pee-pee at the Costco. Slipped on some pee-pee at the Costco. <laughs> was the pee-pee in the bathroom? Or? I, I, I don't totally recall. But because uh, bathrooms are always wet. I like that yeah. Dane Cook, Cook bit yes. where he's like, why are, why are the bathrooms always wet? Why is it so wet? <laughs> he's right, though, man. Like, you can't go like in any restaurant or, or <sighs> you know, any place the men's restroom. Like, the floors are so wet. Like, this, is a, this is unnecessary. It's like this is. I I might slip on some PP. You and, can slip and on Sue Costco. You can slip on some PP at the Costco. I might have to do that. When your settlement are probably about forty thousand dollars. Heck yeah, man! I could be one of those guys, like you know, with a check and a neck brace. Yep. On the wall of some I would request strip a, mall lawyer. The big check. I'm a big check. Oh, big check guy. Oh, I want a big check. I, I want to earn a big check. You think that they would ever like go to the big checks at the marshmallow packing factory? I think it could be. We could at least broach the subject. When it's bonus time, yeah, I'd I'd like to start paying for things in big checks. <laughs> Get a big check book. You know, Gallagher's got one of those things. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy a pack of gum and I'm gonna pay with it with a big check. Are you gonna wear suspenders and wear a ridiculous beret? Yes, hell yeah. He had way better hair than I do, so he had way better hair than everybody, yeah. though. To be fair, I couldn't I couldn't do a beret. I couldn't. Sure, you could. Yeah, you could. You're very French looking. That doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> Just always walking around with your baguette. French looking son of a gun. Your 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 foo foo dogs and I I will I will I will French fries. I will eat if those are freedom fries. I'm American. My bad. America. Domestic box office yeah, gross. Domestic <laughs> box office gross. How'd this movie do in America? Because I don't give a shit about the rest of the world. 
My international box office. What the hell's that? Commies? Who's watching movies in Denmark? <laughs> Denmark. That's not even a place. That's up yeah, that's how Americans talk. Is that what they'd say? Americans. America. America that, Cinema. That's a peddling. Starring Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. And Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Is he alive? I, I don't think so. I, really? I, I don't think he I was just going to say he's alive and, you know. He is and, and, and in I, our hearts. He's alive in our hearts. He's alive Always. in our hearts. He's well, doing well, still a, singing about good old boys. Just a good old boy. Yeah. Never mean and no harm. No, never. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day he was born. That's beautiful. Did you just make that up? Yes. No. That's the, <laughs> for those of you younger kids, that's the Dukes of Hazard. Hazard, Kentucky. Mm. Is it Hazard, Kentucky? Because in the movie, it was Georgia. Well, that's just horseshit. That's some bullshit right there. It was definitely Kentucky. I don't yeah. know why, why you care. but <laughs> Because we do. Because I'm drinking bourbon right now, by God. And I'm drinking podcast water. Mm. Both go down smooth. It goes down smooth every time. Podcast bourbon. Because I drink. And I know things. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Sweet. It's been a little while since we've been on the mic, you know, since we've done just a good old-fashioned Adam and Ron Cinemasters podcast. Just the two of us. It's been a... um, We can make it if we try. Yeah. But... You know, we've we've been, we've been over, we we were way across town at the Big Geek set. We were. uh, With Matt and the uh, Kevin Smith podcast, which went over pretty well. People liked it. I'm very happy that Kevin Smith liked one of my, one of my tweets. Oh, so happy. That was like the most exciting moment ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not encouraging you to. I'm just saying your life is complete in that sense. I listened to a podcast called Knockback with a really nice gentleman named Dagan Moriarty. Uh, and uh, it's like a retro nostalgia podcast. I believe he was on the BitGeek podcast. He was on the BitGeek podcast. Uh, I'd like to return him. the shout-out because he gave yeah. us a shout-out, and that was super nice of him. I don't even know him, and I'm going to plug him. Plug him. Plug him. Plug him up. He's got a cool name. He does have a very cool name. Uh, but he has had Mark Hamill like his replies going on like double digits. That's pretty impressive. I had, like when Luke Skywalker likes you, you're basically best friends. I had Jeff Die of the Jeff Die Friendship Podcast. He's a comedian that I really like. He liked one of my podcasts. He liked one of my tweets today. And made oh, me, really? He made me feel pretty good. Who, who would you say is the most famous person that's ever liked one of your tweets? Uh, probably Mario Lopez. AC nice. <laughs> I got AC Slater. I was trying to collect the whole set. Everybody from Saved by the Bell, but I've just got him so far. So far, you just yeah, got him? That's fine. Time. You still got time. I've got time. You, for you could still get Mark Paul. I'm going to catch them all. You're going to catch them all just like Pokemon. Yes. I, I'd say Kevin Smith by far is the most yes. famous. And before that, I'm not really sure. Probably probably Dagan might have been like the second most famous person. Yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> He's an animator, you know. See, I'd, He's a famous, he's an award winning animator. I, I'm an award-winning speller. No, you're not. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is why I can't have nice things. This is why. You can't bullshit somebody that works with you at the packing factory, man. <clears throat> That's true. Marshmallow bros for life. Marshmallow bros. Hashtag. What are we doing here? Feature, pr- no, coming attractions. We could, yeah, we could do a coming We're attractions. We're going to be doing the coming attractions. Um, and we are doing a what? You haven't seen that, if I'm not mistaken. What? what? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little while, I guess, since we've done this one. Um, But it's one of my favorite segments because I get an opportunity to uh, go back and and not revisit, but just visit. Visit. Yeah, just visit uh, for the first time a movie. It's like an older relative you didn't know you had. Yeah, exactly. Or or relative that you heard about, but you didn't ever get a chance to go visit them. Yes. They're on their deathbed. You got the call. Yep. They want to see me. They're dying. And that's, I watch the movie instead. <laughs> yes, I go and watch the movie and then tweet about it. But yeah, it's one of my favorite segments because um, I've created just a gigantic backlog. And there, there are movies on the list that I I dare say I'm ashamed for not ever actually seen before. And you you seem to be kind of make, working your way up through like the 60s. I, I, I have know. a lot of old movies. Yeah, there's, and that's cool. There's new movies. There's new movies that... You know, that I haven't seen that I probably should bump up on the list. I own a good deal of movies that I've purchased at one point or another. And I'm like, I'll watch this at some point, And I sure. haven't. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I should watch some of these. Some previous editions where I had uh, watched uh, Tootsie and let's see, um, what was Bachelor Party? Yes, sir. And you have, what's some movies that you've seen? In the-, uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Yep. Um, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Uh, the and- Duke. The uh, the Duke, yes, he was in it as well, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Lee, not Lee Majors, Lee somebody else. There was another. It was a different Lee. He was in that. Right. Um, I also watched. Uh, I was going to say the Six Million Dollar Man <clears throat> was in that, and the Duke was in that. that was like the manliest movie all the of all time. The manliest movie of all time. Yeah. Just gonna um, chew on some leather and spit just, it out. <laughs> not fruit leather, actual cowhide leather. Yeah, cowhide leather. Right. Uh, also, I would, Midnight Cowboy. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. Uh, I still haven't seen that one, so I need to. I, I now I think now that we're kind of being we're we're being better. Like we're actually going to go ahead and watch yes. each other's movies. I, I didn't watch that movie for whatever reason. That's Wouldn't a, it have been nice and more interesting for me and the listener <laughs> if I had something to contribute to it? And I'm just like, really, tell me more. That that sounds really interesting. Inform me about this film. I've, I've not heard seen. of that actor, Dustin Hoffman. He's pretty good. Dustin Hoffmanica. I heard he's a Jew. <laughs> he's, he was in a song. Yes, definitely. Uh, but for this edition, uh, oh, hey, before we go any further, hi. I'm one of your hosts, Ron Avis. I'm over here on the left. Hello. I'm one of your other hosts. To the north, Adam Peterson. We are the Cinemasters. We are the Cinemasters. Obey us, worship us, yes. love us. I'm okay if you just like me. Just That's like all me. I need. Just don't change the channel. Yeah. We're not really. I'm, I'm assuming we're on television. We are. We are on television. Don't the don't, internet television. Don't delete the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Don't change the channel to something else to Murphy Brown because that already got canceled. Did it? Wait. Did that come back? It came back. So it's been canceled twice. Yeah. That sucks. That's gotta suck to be canceled Sorry, twice. Murphy Brown. <sighs> Candace Bergman. Bergen. 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 (laughs) Burgundy. Burgundy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So for this time, for this go-around of what, have you haven't seen that, I'm going to be talking about the movie Heat. Heat. With Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Val Kilmer. Hoo-ah! And you are going to be talking about... Breakfast at Tiffany's. Another... An equally manly movie. (laughs) And I watched George Pappard was in it, and he was in the A-team. Oh yes, I can't wait to talk about that. So why don't we start with your movie, okay? okay. Let's let's just start with Breakfast at Tiffany's because that's what everybody's breakfast. dying to talk. They're like, oh man, give me some our, breakfast. Our listeners, our demographic, mostly male, I would imagine, mostly probably Gen X, 
there's some millennials, like the early millennials. And so they want to hear about Breakfast and Tiffany's. And they're, they're probably dying they've to been hear clamoring, what say. <laughs> clamoring for it. What were your impressions of Breakfast at Tiffany's? <clears throat> well, I, because uh, I've watched uh, a couple other movies with Audrey Hepburn. Um, and I like Audrey Hepburn. I mean, she's, there's, this is her iconic role. I mean, this she's is the a one. a classy where, dame. She is a classy dame. I realized, because I had always just assumed she was related to uh, um, Catherine Hepburn, but they're not. Oh, they're not related okay, at all. Okay. Um, there, there's just, there's something like, I feel like it's funny because, um, uh, I knew at one point which country she was from. Um, mm, yeah. It's like, not America. It's like, she's like from Belgium or something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. But, uh, one of those waffly countries. Yeah, very waffly. <laughs> Deliciously waffly. <laughs> yeah. One of those delicious, <laughs> known for their sausages or their waffles or, you know, whatever. She, but I, at the same time, she has that America sweetheart kind of feel to her. Like everybody in America was like, you just got to kind of love Audrey Hepburn. I actually wrote that I get the hype for Audrey Hepburn. That was one of my, one of my early notes. She's so cute. She's adorable. She's very cute, and um, I got a real Natalie Portman vibe from her. I could see that. Yeah, uh, if there was ever if they were ever to do a, a biopic 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 way. just sounds like some like kind of procedure yeah. done right. I got the biopic. I got the biopic. Did you get results from the biopic? The biopic right. <laughs> not looking good no i could totally see her playing because i, I could see that the uh, movie garden state she plays yes. a very holly go lightly holly, yes. go lightly, holly yeah. yeah she she had a holly go lightly kind of feel to that yes. you know like there i could totally aura. like i would understand if she's like well breakfast at tiffany's was sort of an inspiration for this character for me but she's she's adorable and uh, i i i had actually watched this movie twice because we we had planned to do this topic some time ago but it it kept getting punted away. We I didn't realize you'd watched it. I'm pushing back. No, I'd watched it twice, actually. Twice. That is yeah. impressive. I watched it a while <clears throat> back when we first discussed doing this. Um, and then some time goes by, and then I, I, I watched it again. And I even offered to uh, watch it with my wife so I would feel less weird about it, I guess. I'm going to go watch uh, Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's. You stay up here with the children. I'll never forget the time I was down in the basement just watching some Golden Girls, man. I was having a good time watching Golden Girls. Thank you for and being she, a friend. She, yeah. She was busting my balls for days That's over that. nothing wrong with that. Busting my balls or watching, watching Golden, Golden Girls? Yeah, okay. I love the Anybody Golden Girls, Anybody wants to bust man. balls for watching Golden Girls, you just take a hike. You can talk to this guy. Yeah. You can you can take a long walk off a short pier. That's what I have to say. Who's your favorite Golden Girl? Oh, I gotta go be Arthur. See, I... It's tough for me. I I would have said Rose. I can see that Betty White. Everybody loves Betty. She's a, she's a national treasure too. But there's no doubt that Estelle Getty. You know she's yes. she has all the best kind of one liners. I think in the show. Oh yes, by far. Because like Blanche was just like you know she she was kind of a one trick joke most yeah. of the time. You know she, she was, was the whore. <laughs> she was the whore. Yep, that was her. That was her. But um, Estelle Getty, her character was Sophia. Uh, Sophia, thank yes. you. Yes, gosh. Sophia was a character, man. Yes. And she was the youngest of all the she actors, was. too. Isn't that odd? Stop or my mom will shoot. I watched that movie in theaters. That's what a, that's how much of a cinematic. That's how I am. far your Estelle Getty fan should <laughs> All from Golden <clears throat> Girls. I showed up in my Golden Girls t shirt. Absolutely. Mm. I should be wearing my Golden Girls. One of my Golden Girls t shirts right now. One of not. your Golden Girls t shirts. I have t-shirts. more than one. How 
the tangent I just went off, can you please help me reel it back in? What was I talking about before I got off on? You were you were scolded for watching. I was scolded for watching the Golden Girls. Thank you, sir. I need that because when the white machete and I when when we are together, we kind of go off like You guys were on some tangents. We, they were we most were, enjoyable tangents. Oh, thank you. They were delicious. They were delicious. I enjoyed Tasty eating bites. <laughs> Tasty, it's tasty piece. Yeah, I like was, tasty bites. Tasty, I go with the tasty. tasty bites is good. It's like little bits. It's like little around. bits. Yeah, but tasty piece kind of mixed together. Yeah, it's it's, it's a it's an amalg- amalgamation. Yes, with a little bit of Mrs. Dash. Ooh. Okay, sorry. Back and way right. up. So yeah, I watched it. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, so cute. Um, she uh, the, this is the second Catherine Hepburn movie that I've seen. The only other Catherine Hepburn movie I ever saw was. The last film she was ever, I believe, credited for being in was the Steven Spielberg, uh, Richard Dreyfuss movie, Always. Yes. She, I think, was the angel. Yeah. Who, I think you're right. Yeah. But, I don't think I ever saw... I remember remember the movie, but I don't think I ever actually sat down and watched the whole thing. Oh, it's excellent. I, I really enjoyed John. Like, John Goodman was, like, the best sidekick, best buddy in all of, like, the late 80s, early 90s. He was so good. And just about everything. I would be okay if he was my sidekick now. I would be okay being his sidekick now. I would allow you to trade me in. Like, that's totally I fine. Couldn't, I couldn't go that far. If I could just go behind the camera and watch you two guys. Just me and John Just Goodman. work. Just eat just eating gravy. Yeah. I don't, you don't even have to speak. A boat. <laughs> it's the John Goodman and me down on some gravy podcast. Just eating a bucket of KFC. You're going to want to watch this on YouTube because it's just not the same if you're listening. <laughs> No, you just you just hear swallowing sounds. I just hear arteries hardening. Is that the sound of a, a whole chicken wing going down John oh. Goodman's gullet? Did he just unhinge his lower jaw? <laughs> what? How is that happening? John Goodman's lost quite a bit of weight. He He's really taking care of himself now. He is. Hopefully he's, we don't lose John Goodman no. anytime soon. He's probably in better health than I am. I would say he's probably in better health than I am as well. Anyway. Um, yes. Back to... One of the other takeaways that I, I got from this, uh, Blake, this is a Blake Edwards movie. Yes. I didn't realize that yep. until I was researching this movie. And he's, of course, known for all of the Pink Panther movies yes. and some other, like, 80s fare that um, one one movie, like, I think A Fine Mess, he did. Oh, that sounds right. I think he did. He may have produced Walk Like a Man, this Howie Mandel movie uh, that, you know, like, mid-80s. Definitely the tail end of his career. Like yes. He wasn't necessarily like, you know, pumping out the the classics left and right. Yeah. But I think this was one of his first big hits, and it 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 has a it has a Blake Edwards style. To yes, it. it does. In particular, the scene where, uh, the, like, the party scene. The part that's a, probably the most famous scene from the movie. Is that right? Yeah. It. I can see why. A lot of things happen at that party. A lot of jokes. One of one of the supplemental things that I watched on the the Blu-ray of it, um, they had a number of the original cast members come back really? in a kind of their own miniature cocktail setting and just kind of shared stories about when they were filming and um, different stuff. So it's uh, it's re- it's re- for the movie. It's revered as one of the more iconic scenes. From it's a it. charming movie. It really is. Um, you know what? <laughs> there was. The the woman laughing in the mirror. Yes. Her her whole story arc. Yes. Because you know she's sort of laughing and like you know having a fun party conversation and then they cut away. There's some people dancing. People are like, you know, 
phones are ringing and they're pulling them out of suitcases. Just just zany just things crazy, are happening. Crazy wacky things are happening. <laughs> and then like it cuts back to her and she's just crying hysterically yes. with like her mascara running down her face. Uh, I I really enjoyed the movie. Like it, it kind of holds up pretty decently. It does. There's some things about the movie that don't hold up. There are. Uh, <laughs> in a 2020, Mickey Ro- Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. So you were gonna say Mickey Rourke there for a second, weren't you? Close. Would have been amazing <laughs> if Mickey Rourke, if Mickey was, Rourke doing was in this movie. Yeah. The stereotypical Asian. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been even more. So. Yeah, he plays. Um, he 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 puts in like the buck teeth yes. and the he puts on the squinty eyes, and it's it's really unfortunate because Mickey Rooney is he's a he's a former child actor, and I imagine this was like a huge break for him. It's probably a bit of a comeback. I, I haven't researched a bit of this. Maybe it wasn't, but I he thought his performance, like although very racist, the his his physical comedy was actually on point. Yeah. And I, I thought that, like, it's just unfortunate that that, that happened. Yeah. Because it really takes you out of the movie a lot. And he, they, he has two or three really big scenes. Yeah. he The movie opens with him. Right. Um, with Holly. You know, that was the running gag. She she would buzz his, his uh, he was the superintendent or. That's kind of the impression I got. <clears throat> yeah. He's yeah, the he, manager. He, was the, he owned the building or Maybe. he was in charge of things in yeah. the building. So she would, yeah, yeah. she would always forget her key and she'd just buzz him, wake him up super He's early a morning. photographer for some reason. Yeah. He, she would come home after a long night of, of, uh, gallivanting mm-hmm. and cavorting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would come home and she would forget her key. And she was just this whimsical, yeah. this whimsical young lady and just without a care in the world. And she would just buzz his and wake him up. And, oh, oh, you, I'm not going to do the impression. Because Any, yeah, please don't. <laughs> get the teeth and the glasses. Those teeth were a bit much, yeah. man. Um, and he's, he wasn't the only one to do that. No. For sure. No. There, there were plenty of other actors who would play Asians and are very racist you know, back back when it was just Orientals, you they, know, there because there um, there was they had a, there was a segment about that that they had a, a bunch of oh is that right <clears throat> Asian people because there I mean there's some people who's you know talking about how you go back and you're like yes when you view it through the lens of today it's very racist yeah when you know and it's it doesn't necessarily you know like you go back like well it was okay for the time it was just yeah they didn't have there wasn't a, a plethora of Asian actors yeah. And they wouldn't, you know, they it wasn't like we should find some. It was just right. like, well, just dress Mickey Rooney. Yeah, It'll be that fine. was just sort of the uh, go to. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah, we could do. That. If we need a Native American, we'll just dress up a white guy. We'll just dress him up. Just get, there's plenty of white actors. That uh, that Native American from the uh, the garbage commercial with the crying the tear. Yeah. That was an Italian. He was an Italian. Are you not kidding? He was an Italian. Oh and my he, god! Didn't he give? He didn't even get a real Native American for that that uh, that commercial. That's messed up. What Just, about the weird naked Indian guy from Wayne's World too? Was he? I don't, I don't, he was I he don't Italian? Know. He might have been. Damn, because he looked a lot like that guy. He did. He did. <laughs> there was even a joke. Yeah, they went to. He went to that. Um. More more thoughts from you, sir. I, I don't want to. No, uh, I, these I, are just some of the observations I, I had. I but. always enjoy. I, I enjoy your the way you guide a conversation. Okay, because I'm just kind of. I could be all over the place. I can. I can be kind of frantic with my thoughts, and so I, I need a little bit of corralling, and I appreciate that from your perspective. In that case, how many times did you just hear the eighteen theme theme in your head? Dad, Every time was well, it George Papard? George Papard. He was excellent in this. And he was a uh, he was uh, he was a little bit he was a loose fella. 
He was a kept man. He was a kept man, didn't that? Because this movie came out in 1961. Yes. Uh, eight years, bef- a good seven to eight years before The Summer of Love, man. Yes. And it was very uh, risque, yeah, I would was think. A, the whole movie was probably it, very risque. A lot of the topics there. I mean, it was the 60s, so they were really trying to push but it's the early 60s so you're the just early 60s you're just right. beginning that push away from that 1950s the first couple of years of the new decade and we, we've discussed yeah. this in the past still heavily reflect the prior yeah effort. there's a, there takes time to transition yep. to what we like think of the 60s and when i think of the 60s it's always the late 60s yeah you know it's that you know laughing sure the wonder years that kind of thing woodstock whatever like yes. i i think of i just my brain goes automatically the space to the race years. the space race again late 60s great stuff yes an exciting time I love the 60s in american uh, history um but yeah i just i love that he was in this movie and it took me a minute to even realize because generally i knew author had i knew here's the here are the two things i knew about breakfast to tiffany's there was a song that they sung about it. Yes. And it had Aubrey Hepburn in it. And and, and it was a very girl. It was beloved by a lot of like, yes. you know, mothers, daughters. Like, you know, it, it just, it was a girlfriend movie. It's a lady film. But I don't think that's fair. Like, no, I think it's, it could be enjoyed by anybody, really. I enjoyed it. I was quite good. And, yeah. Well, and uh, the, the song Moon River. Moon River is was, like straight up from was, this movie. Was written for Audrey Hepburn in this movie, and uh, it was she's really cute singing it. And then they they play that movie a lot. Yes, and right at the front of the movie, she sings it out in the balcony. Uh, just just really cute. Um, I put um, holy shit, Ed Clampett is supposed to be Hepburn's husband. Yes. Yep. Another another actor that Buddy I was not Epson. expecting. Yep, Buddy Epson was in this thing. There he was. And uh, you get like a little bit of a plot it's, twist. And it's right before this. I think he did this right before the Beverly Hills. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Became a thing. Yeah. So this, it wasn't Ed Clampett or Jed Jed, Jed, Clampett. Jed Clampett. Then this. This was first. And he he looks a bit younger. He does look. And good. he's great. You know he he. It, we find out that Holly is a, she has escaped from her very. Uh, modest Midwestern roots. Yes. Uh, wh- what was her name? It was like Ellie May or something like and that. Something very country. Something with th- three names. Yeah, you're like, you there's know, like too three, many names here for you. The first do. name was like three names. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie May Sue. Yeah. Something and, like uh, you know, he, he just pops up and um, we find out that she um, is married or was married. Yes. I still am not quite sure about that. I guess it was, it was a little, cause he's just like, he shows up, yeah. creates a little bit of that relational turmoil because George Papard was falling for, Holly, right, right. For Holly Golightly. And you're like, Oh, now he feels all downturn. Like, well, she's married. Oh, darn it. Mm. I was hoping to take her out on a, for a night on the town. Mm, and they do. And I want to talk about that night yes. on the town. If you don't mind, they did have a night on the town. Um, no, can I first talk about? I want to go real quick back to the party. Okay, I think it was the party. The party. I loved the drunk guy. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. He's like, oh baby, come yeah. on! You don't even see him. You just hear him. She's just, like, she escapes. Like she's in the hiding in the bathroom, and it's like a it's like a Looney Tunes drunk guy. It's a well. It's actually. I think I want to say it's a well known guy too. No kidding. I I was so. It was so funny. I just. It's like, could they not portray drunk people in, in like a realistic way, even in 1961? No, it's all caricature. <laughs> oh, baby, come on. Yeah, baby. I'm a good guy. <laughs> it's 
I just pictured like a a cartoon cat, like a cartoon tomcat on the other side of the door. And it's like, wasn't a real person. Uh, You you can keep looking that up. But I I, I just, both times I watched the movie, that hit and it just, it took me out of the movie so fast. You're like, what is going on? I was not prepared for the caricature drunk. Mel Blanc. That's Mel Blanc? Yes. yes. I was just saying, I was like, like, I I know this is a a well known voice. He is Mr. Looney Tune. Yep. Dude, that is a that is a tidbit for you that you're you only going to get from the Cinemasters. Yeah, you don't get that in your average movie themed podcast. Or if you were to go deep digging down into IMDb, <clears throat> yeah, probably. If you, went, if you went online, you <laughs> but you don't for, need the internet. We you did just it need for us. you. You need the internet to use as a vessel, yeah. as a, as an instrument to get us in your ears, yep, in your eyes. We bring that to you. <laughs> but no, here here's the the day out. Let's see what what was the observation I made. Um, Oh, I put in quotations. The great jackass date. The going to we're going to steal something yes, from the five and yes. dime. So first thing they do is you know in the, in the movie the titular you know title of the movie like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, author uh, is Hepburn is just she loves Tiffany's. Yes. It's just a place that makes her feel good. I feel this. I felt the same way about Toys R Us before yep. they closed their doors. I totally get it, and you know she really can't. I she so I guess she's like some sort of talent. She has an agent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's an actor or a model. I don't really understand what her profession is. It, we 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 learn she makes money by talking to a what is it a gangster in prison? Yes. Yeah. He uh, she gets the with the weather report from him, <laughs> and she because the whole thing is she's unknowingly. Aiding and abetting yes. a criminal, right. criminal enterprise, right? And she's like, "What me? No." But back I... to the great Jack Jackass date. Yes, the, the great Jackass, jackass date. Um, so yeah, yeah, so they start out with going to Tiffany's. Yes, and all they have is a fifty dollar check, and what was it like ten dollars in cash? Yeah, and so they they um, I love just, that guy too. Oh, I loved him too. I thought he was so good. He was fantastic. I I could watch a whole movie just that guy, John McGiver. He was not swayed or turned off. No. He was just so he was the utmost professional. And he, that was that was what I really liked. It was like it it was like borderline sarcasm, mm-hmm. but he was he was still genuine towards them. It yeah. wasn't like you only have ten dollars, just you're wasting my right, time. Right. It was like you're a customer here at Tiffany's. That seems unorthodox, but I'll go ahead and entertain your wiles. Well, Fred, I don't I know his name's not Fred. That's just what she calls him because yes. she because she can't be bothered is, to she can't be bothered to names. learn his real name. But yeah, so like Fred Fred baby. <laughs> Paul Varjak. Yeah, Paul. So they go in and they just have this money. And you know, Paul's or Fred, he's 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 not he's you know, he's got a nice suit. I mean, this is the sixties. Yes. People would dress up in nice suits just to take go on a like a bus ride. I mean, yep. that's just everywhere. Three piece suit if you're going down to but get he's a sandwich. Not, he's not a punk. He's not no. a thug. He may not have a lot of money on him, but he has like a worldliness to him, you yes. know. So he's if, well, because at that point he was still the kept man, so he had all the nice stuff. True, true, true. He had all the nice stuff. But you know, so he's he's having this conversation with him, and he's he's intellectually they're kind of you know bantering. There's a, little a lot bit. of banter. There's a little bit of banter, and it's very sweet. Um, but yeah, they so what they do is they 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 don't have any money to really buy anything at Tiffany's. Presumably, it's very expensive to buy anything there. Well, they insult. They insult the diamonds or something at yes. first. It's very tacky to wear diamonds unless you're, what was the age? 40? So, yeah. Something. I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's like white after Labor Day. Perhaps. 
same I thing, don't, people. I don't get those rules. Uh, older ladies, correct us if we're wrong. I'm not a fashionista. <laughs> oh. Uh, you are not? Sense? No. No, but they bring it. Basically, what they settle on is and they were going to engrave a, a plastic Cracker Jack ring. Yes. So that was that was the first leg of the jackass date. Second leg of a jackass date is they deface public property at a library. Yes. Uh, so um, Paul is a writer. He is a writer. So they've written one book. One one book. And that uh, no one liked. They find his book in the library, and he just proceeds to write his name in yep. it. Like autograph it. Like nobody's asking for it. They do it right in front of the librarian under her nose. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with the you? Unmitigated gall. Yes. <laughs> she like gets raw on yeah. him. And Rightfully she, so. Yeah, absolutely. So that was state that was phase two. And then phase three, they go into a five and dime and steal, steal something. something. And wouldn't it be adorable if we stole from a this store? This is not how you do a date. No. And I'm not good at dating, but that's not how you do a date. Yeah, so they, they go in, they steal a couple of masks, bump into a cop running out, but he's yeah. like, he turns around, he's like, white people. You're a couple of jackasses. <laughs> Carry on with your jackassery. <laughs> you charming jackasses. You, you tomfooleries. But I, I just, I wanted to break that date down, because at no point did I like those <sighs> people during no. that date. And there, and it's really, a good thing that that happens late enough in the movie yeah. where I'm kind of on board with them. Because because that's the thing is like you're supposed to, you're 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 wanting to root for them, and yeah. that was the thing for George Papard is like he wasn't he wasn't known in that community. It's like he's a leading guy. Yeah, he's a you know he's a Cary Grant. He's right. a it's like no, that wasn't his image, and so it was. Like, what was his image at the time? Uh, I uh, blonde. I don't blonde know. guy. He was. The he was guy. very blonde. He was blonde, and he it was. Had a bl- it was very shiny hair. A beautiful head of hair on that guy. I, I think he had a bit of a reputation for being uh, a bit abrupt on mm-hmm. some. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think he made enemies, but I don't know that he made a lot of friends either. It's so funny. I'm looking back at my notes. Laugh so hard at the drunk guy at the party. In quotations or parentheses, Looney Tunes inspired. Well, very, <laughs> very astute. That is a very astute observation. Yeah. So what about you? Um, any anything about the movie that just turned I, you off, or did you, <clears throat> what? What was some? I mean, we we talked about the guy at the jewelry store. We really both appreciated. Him. I, I really enjoyed him. I it was uh, it, it's it's funny because it still follows some of those same tropes of the romantic comedy, even mm. going back all the way to the sixties. You're like, Oh, he really, he's fallen hard for her, but she's like, Oh no, I, you know, I'm going to go to Brazil with this guy. I'm going to keep up my charade of, I don't fall in love with people. I, I I'm just here to get nice things and yeah. live this nice life. And the $50 uh, for the powder room. And- yes. And the, and, and then, Oh look, it's cat. I'm going to the whole thing with cat. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting rid of cat and she just cast this cat. Yeah. I did cat. not like that. It, now, it sucked. The, it was, it was not a fan of her in that. There, moment. there were some of those things, some of those elements, because the, even as cheesy as they are in a lot of your romantic comedies, that formula is still very endearing. It's when I was like, I get to the point in the movie, like, all right. It's a classic formula. One of you guys has to screw something up. Go ahead, get that out of the way, because then we can mend things. You can make your grand romantic gesture. Maybe you'll meet on the roof of the Empire State Building. Maybe, oh, you'll do whatever it is. It's like, hey, do, we're looking for a wet cat in an alley. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And was, well, all right. 
And of course, you know, he gives that impassioned speech <clears throat> yeah. with the door open and the rain pouring down. I'm just like thinking, that was George's big that monologue, his, his big yeah. speech. Nailed it, George. I just picture like the Leonardo DiCaprio scene where he's like out in his trailer and he's like drunk and talking about being yes. <laughs> like wasted on whiskey sours. <laughs> I don't even like them. <laughs> I don't even like whiskey sours. God damn it. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> I love that performance so much. <clears throat> but yeah, the. It, it 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 had it had I mean it wasn't perfect it had some right. clunky moments but I think I mean I do think overall it's like I'm I'm not upset that I bought it I'm sure I'll watch it again it's when I was like you could throw that you could throw that movie on and just kind of casually watch it and it's still a enjoy good it. movie to watch with your mom yeah you know yep and and you you know you know your mom's gonna like it yep and it's it's not terrible no you know like I've watched a lot of old movies with my mom especially when I was little and many of them were in black and white yes you know that era. Um, or, or like movies like Gone with the Wind. That was, that's like one of her old favorite movies. I just can't watch it. It's, it's just four hours long. Maybe, maybe I could stomach it now, but no, no maybe. <laughs> but this, this feels like a movie that I think that we could both watch and you, like take away something that we liked from it. If you, if you went out and met a stranger mm-hmm. and coaxed them back to your home, you could watch this movie with a stranger. You could. You're like, Hey, I don't know you. And I'm. I'm not going to murder you or anything. Hey, I am not watch? a threat. I have Breakfast at Tiffany's on Blu-ray. We yeah. can watch the extras. Does that have a commentary track? I, I think it does. That's amazing. I think it does. Who would be on that? Um, Who is still people. alive? Some Was people? George Pippard's, Pippard still alive <clears throat> at that time? Uh, he hasn't been dead that long. No, I don't think he's, he's been... He punched out a little while ago, but I yeah. don't think it was... Within the last decade or yeah. so. But I, I feel like it did. There were there were a lot of supplemental materials. I was really impressed with yeah, how much was on it. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I feel like there was a commentary. That track. movie is sixty years old almost. It is. That is insane. Ah, that wow. Fifty nine years old. Yeah. That's, That's a weird. trip. Yep. Um, any any uh, any other thoughts? Any other? Um, if if you haven't seen it, I would recommend. It. Yeah, I would. I, I would, would too. I would say it's worth worth a watch. It's 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 cheesy. I'll admit. Um, it's fun 60s fair. It's, it's fun 60s fair. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of a lot of movies from that era that I could put on and enjoy. Um, there's a lot you could put on and it would just be... You, you, the thing about 60s movies and what I really enjoy about them is 60s movies, they they didn't... You don't have a lot of um, location changes because yeah. it was too costly. This one had a pretty large set. <clears throat> it had it had some pretty impressive sets. I'll yep. give I'll give them that. Yeah, two lot. story apartment complex yeah. more or less. And and then of course the on location shots in Manhattan. Yes. But um that's the thing about 60s. You don't get you don't get a lot of different scenery changes just mm-hmm. because it it was such a costly thing. So a lot of stuff, you know, you get kind of some very familiar scenes and some very familiar places. You don't typically have a huge cast full of people like you might be more accustomed to today. Some stuff had larger cast, but a lot of stuff had smaller um and a lot of it is dialogue driven so it's when i was like it's it's harder to just this is one of those movies like you could turn it on and you could enjoy it and you wouldn't have to be engaged the entire time like if you were if you had seen this movie before you could goof around on your phone or you could do different yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and still enjoy the movie it's it's a well good, that's kind of how i watched it the second yeah, time it's a good it's a good background movie in that respect right. where it's like you can enjoy it while it's on and not be have to be engrossed in it. But if you are, I like I, stopped playing with my phone during the jewelry yep. store scene and a couple other scenes. Yeah, pretty good. 
uh, anytime Mickey Rooney popped up, I was just like, I it was just yeah. like a, a car wreck. I just had to stop and look. Let me just watch this racist Asian <laughs> portrayal <laughs> real quick. Much, pretty much, but you know, it it it's not bad. Yeah, it, it's a it's definitely a movie that's worth anyone's time. And it, and if you particularly if you love romantic comedies and you haven't seen it, then you should jump on it. And Audrey Hepburn, I mean, even sixty years ago. You know, it's still just a joy to watch. I may just like her as much, if not more, than a lot of the stars contemporary to her era. Really, I I really enjoyed her. Now, I will say that you really have to kind of get past the whole uh, rich um, kind of upper upper class uh, accent. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I I don't care for that. I I always kind of cringe when I hear it. And uh, another character from a show that I enjoyed and w- would watch with my wife, the whole thing was Sex and the City. And it was like that. Do you ever watch that show? I think I caught an episode here or there. I was. Well, Kim Cattrall was like the same thing. Like she had that same sort of uh, accent. Uh, I know her mostly from uh, her work in uh, Police Academy. Oh, mannequin for me. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's, she's playing the Manhattaner, you know, yes. with who's wealthy and, you know, is just comes from money. Yes. Like you you have to you have to have come from money to talk like that. Yes. Because you're not British. No. I, I don't even know what it is. It's like it's so unique to that area, I guess. Just high society and uh, you know, it she she has that cadence that sort of the way she speaks. Yes. I, I don't does she is she like that in all of her movies or was it Specific to this movie because it what it did take place in Manhattan. I, I uh, really enjoyed her in Charade. I think that may have been one of the only few other films that I've seen her in. Mm. Um, I have others that on my list that I want. Is this before or after Breakfast? Because w- uh, what was this? She was actually paid. I wrote this down. She was paid three quarters of a million dollars. That's a lot of cash. That's a that's a good amount of scratch for sixty one. No shit. And it was the highest paid. She was the highest paid. Uh, actress for uh, anyone, and I, and I, I think Cleopatra came out like in '62 or '63, so Elizabeth Taylor would have bested that. But I mean, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in a, for a movie in 1961—I thought that was impressive. Yeah. So uh, she she wasn't new; she had been around for a bit. Ro- Roman Holiday was '53, um, Charade was '63, okay, and then My so, Fair Lady was '64. Those are probably some of her. Oh, better. okay. So yeah. So she she uh, she just the trajectory went up yes. i guess still there that's one that i haven't seen. i mean i haven't seen any other like i said earlier always was the only other katherine hepburn movie, or uh, audrey hepburn sorry you yes. got me thinking katherine hepburn they're the, the hepburns yeah 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 um all right well that i guess that's i don't have anything else to say about it i'm i think i'm so it, it was a good I'm pick saying. and yes. I'm, i was glad to have kind of an excuse to to dig it up like pull it up i i end up finding it on stars there you go yeah so um, just so, watch. That's what I was use. Just watch. Just watch. That's a great. I'll service. plug. Just watch. I will too. That's that's how I find most of the movies. Yes. You know, if I can obtain them on the up and up through the legal channels, I will. But sometimes I can't. But sometimes I'll look you there. Sail first. the high seas. I subscribe to a lot of online services. There's, yes. There, most times you can find it. Yes. The movie that we're movies we're talking about. Yes. This I take it was not purchased at Tiffany's. No. Actually, it was purchased concurrent with, uh, well, actually came inside of, well, a box of Cracker Jack. I see. Do they still really have prizes in Cracker Jack boxes? Oh, yes. That's nice to know.
All right, so that brings me to Heat, Heat, which came out in 1995, I believe. Now, I didn't take, unfortunately, I didn't take any notes on Heat um, because, honestly, I was just into it, man. It's it's an action-packed movie from start to finish. I didn't have a whole lot of time to stop and make notes because, you know, wow. Uh, There's a lot going on. Now, I'd seen the first 15 to 20 minutes of Heat uh, 20 times. I don't know what it is about Heat or what it was about Heat that I just couldn't commit to the rest of the movie. Like I always saw the point up to where um, the one guy, the the guy in the crew that comes along and kind of botches things up. I would he always watch up to that point. In at one point. Is that right? Yes, he was I an could, actual person. I could kind of see he has like yeah. a crazy look to him. Yes, but man, the actors in this movie—it's just like packed. Yeah. It's a, it's just a who's who of stars. Yeah, you know, Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro head to head. Yes, and, but in, in De Niro's crew, and you had like Val Kilmer, who was at the height of his powers in yes. 1995. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore, who before was he swan before he dove into right. straight to video. Yep, this this is, you know, pre-Saving Private Ryan, which yes. I was probably like one of the last movies that he was yeah. able to hold it together. Uh, then you had, uh, what was the guy Buffalo who played Buffalo uh, Bob in the, uh, the oh, Silence yeah. of the Lambs? He played one of the detectives as well. Yeah. I, I he, he has such a distinctive voice, you know, like... Ted I'm, Levine. Ted Levine, good one, yes. So yeah, he's talking. I'm like, that guy sounds familiar. Ted Levine. <laughs> Would you fuck me? <laughs> he says that in the movie. He's like, what? A what? But th- this was one of the last Al Pacino performance now when when um, white machete and I, yeah he does do the greatest yeah talking about ashley judd right yep yeah ashley judd had the great ass um who plays val kilmer's did, did their kid have like the most perfect 90s bowl cut hair yeah, totally. of all time totally that kid was he, he should have been on going places if it wasn't for jonathan taylor thomas and those other two kids he jonathan was a home Brandis. improvement yep. he was probably like the fourth child actor that got bumped Cause that I could just say like <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan, yeah, yeah, good one. And, uh, who was the gothy kid? Who was the little? You're Mark, not. Who was Mark? Um, <laughs> I can't even remember that his was, name. That was a character's name. I do. Um, I did enjoy that show. When it was, he when had it was three names as the well. They all had three names. Of course, of course. You couldn't be on television or in movies unless you had three names. What's your name? Mike Jot. Next. Yep. <laughs> Mike. Two two names. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. You gotta have twenty-two syllables you, in your name. What do you think this is? Pal. Huh? Star search. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the the movie just starts out so great. It it's it's a movie about a bank it's a, robbers. It's a heist movie. It's a total heist movie. But it's but it's better and different than your standard heist movie, I would say. Yeah. I don't feel like it, it it's a heist movie. <laughs> But like I know with that most recent or one of the more recent Rick and Morty episodes where they mock <laughs> heist movies. Yeah. I don't feel like this is it doesn't feel like it's in the same category. No, it doesn't because first of all, they don't ever get the gang back together. They're no. already an established gang. Yeah. This is a gang that the gang doesn't break up. Why would the gang break up? And they've yet to they they've yet to hit that point of just one more job. Yeah. So they're they're like a they're like a gang of a sophisticated gang. Let's in keep their, doing jobs. They're in their prime. We are a gang. Let's do heist jobs. We don't need to discuss the dynamics of the gang. Mm-hmm. How's the gang feeling? What do you guys think about another? It's what we're doing. We're a gang. We do heists. It's a less it's a less flowery Ocean's Eleven. Yes. 
you know, like where Robert De Niro is sort of like the Danny Ocean character. We don't need goofy, fun names for what we're doing. It's like, no. Oh, should we do the shoot the guy in the face or should we do the steal the money? Let's just do all of it. And unlike Ocean's Eleven, where you're just, it feels, it feels fun to be on their side. Yeah. You know, they're they're Robin Crooks, but they kind of like they kind of deserve it. Hey, breaking the law seems really fun when you're as charming as friggin' George Clooney, anyway. Yeah. But these guys, I I kept thinking all throughout the movies, like, am I supposed to be rooting for? And I think I might have mentioned yes. it to you. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to really like these guys. And the moment that like did it for me was when Tom Sizemore. The, Oddly enough, it was it was like the high scon bad. Yes, um, there was actually a couple of high scon bads. Like maybe they weren't very good actually, um, <laughs> but they're they're kind of busted. And that's the when they're like on the street and they're like yes. just exchanging fire with the cops. And holy shit, man, that that was like pure eighties awesome right there. Yes. Nin- pure nineties awesome, I I should say. But Tom Sizemore like grabs a kid, yeah, and he starts to use him as a human shield. Like, ooh, ugh. That's a little dicey right and there. And then and then Al Pacino, who's done all the coke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he's done all I'm the gonna coke. shoot you. He he takes the shot. He just like he's like running, 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 sprinting. This kid is collateral damage. <laughs> I couldn't believe he took that shot. Whoa. I mean, it was nuts. I mean, he he made the shot. He Thank did God. Make the shot. Thank God we got a different movie going here. Yeah. Uh, that have been rough. What what did you think? I mean, you've seen this problem movie probably a bunch of times. I've seen it. It it had been a while since I'd watched it prior to this, but I have I've probably seen it two or three times. What what did you what did you think about Al Pacino's performance? I oh. feel like I want to talk about Al Pacino the most because Robert De Niro rarely he's got like two modes. He's got gangster mode and he's got comedy mode. Well, and he's the, in full on like gangster mode here. The the thing one of the one of the the trivia's from this movie is there's like five times he smiles. Really? Yeah. And, and it's like, and they're like, Oh, here's the noteworthy times when R- Robert De Niro smiles in the film. So it's when I was like, he's just very, cause uh, Robert De Niro read the script and signed on mm-hmm. based on the coffee shop scene with, uh, that was Gino. cool. That was it. That he's was like, great. he read that. I was like, I'm in. Um, the lead up to that scene was unbelievable. Yeah. Cause they're like flying out over in the helicopter oh, yeah. and then they drop him off in a car and then he's like speeding on an ex- Dude, highway. What in the world? That would never work. I was like, Did, what kind of budgetary constraints do these guys need yeah. to operate more, you know, just yeah. in a more orthodox fashion. You right. can't be taking helicopters no. out, tracking people on the highway. And you just got like guys with cars waiting. <laughs> <laughs> this is the LAPD. This is how we roll. So. I feel like they could have got to that scene in a more realistic, believable yeah. way. And aren't they? Isn't it like LA or something too? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, no, it's not going to happen. It feel it feels very. I mean, like that whole scene. I liked it, but it feels very. It was like, yeah. Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. Like you could see Al Pacino just like showing up, riding a rocket next to <laughs> Robert De Niro's car. You're like, whoa, <laughs> Now, this is a Michael Mann movie, right? Yes. He has a very kinetic style yes, in does. his in his movies. So like it fits. It, it oh yeah. Know. And I, I like Michael Mann. Like even like his bad movies are pretty good. Yeah. Um so yeah, they have that coffee the coffee shop scene. That's interesting that he signed on just for that. Just, for, just because, because it was. It was just the two of them. And you're you know, like you're supposed to believe that they kind of have this sort of admiration from one another. Yeah. There's um, this mutual respect. There's a mutual respect, and he's like, "Brother, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna take you down, but I'm not gonna like it." And but I, and I enjoyed that scene a yes. lot. Like none of it makes a lick of sense, but I I liked it. Yeah, because it's like two 
actors in their in not maybe not their prime, but certainly still there. Like they're still kind of there's juice. It was well, and knowing how far back both of those guys go in their careers, right? You can see like okay, you know, I mean they're doing you know the Godfather movies back in the seventies. Um, yeah. And so it's like, I mean, because, and in the Godfather part two, which they were both in, they didn't have scenes together because they were in two different time frames. So mm. they, it's, it's when I was like, they were in the same movie, but you'd never seen these guys up to this point. You know, well, that's why it was like such a huge deal yeah, when they were in the Irishman Nero, together, right? Got, yeah. yeah. And I was like, and with the Irishman, you get Pesci in the mix. You're like, oh, wow, we're bringing all three of these guys together. Yeah. So there was, I mean, this in the mid nineties, cause, cause you're like these two icons that have been around for a while at this point, right. like, Hey, we're getting them along with all these other guys to be in this really. It is unbelievable film. that they weren't in more things together. It, it, considering the kinds of movies that they made, right. you know, because this is you know, like when, it, when you, when you go back and you see uh, Pacino and his earlier stuff, the, even the, the way he sounds and the way he delivers stuff outside of maybe Scarface, mm. which I have. My, it's a tough watch. Yeah, it's what, like I just I feel like it really just was adopted by like hip hop culture. Mm. Like everybody in hip hop culture is like Scarface is the best movie yeah. ever, and it's like yeah. I mean, it's it has its moments, but it's like it's iconic. It, I, I it really paints the Miami scene. Yeah. You know, like it it is iconic, I guess, but it I it's 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 like it's at the center a movie about cocaine. Yeah. And I feel like I was on cocaine watching that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not a good feeling. To no, be on. but uh, but this is this is that this that Pacino where you went because he was earlier. I mean, I've I've listened to guys that that were like, oh, how how did you do a, a Pacino uh, um, impression? And people thought it was like the early Pacino is higher pitched. And by the time you get to the '90s, that's when you're like the scent of ooh, oh, yeah. he's got that oh, more scent guttural, of a woman, kinda. yeah, the guttural back of the throat. <laughs> right, like, right, right. This right. is Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like it, was, it felt like he's moved into like that second wave of both of them were in their like second wave of their career, right? And it was the prime of that second wave. So it was, re- I think, that was one of the things that made that that scene and the tension between the two of them, because even outside of their scenes together, it was still very much. It was that cat and mouse. Yeah, like the scene where they were. Um, De Niro was. You, you didn't know necessarily that it was going to play out this way, uh, but they were on to the cops and they led him out to the scene and they're like yep. pointing at different things and you know, uh, the, he knows he, he knows the cops are there watching them and then like Pacino kind of like learns like he's like ah yeah. they, they made us. That, and they that was a us. great scene. I like that scene. That yeah. is a fantastic. And he scene. just kind of stands up, and they're like, you know, like ah, yeah, <laughs> take a minute, boys. You're right. It's great. I, I love the cat and mouse between those two yes. guys. Really good. Um, but the, the the Val Kilmer stuff and his family, like that, felt weird. It was. That was that was some of the, I would say the clunkier parts of the movie because mm-hmm. you have that dynamic to where it's like you know his. You got Ashley Judd, which I mean, she's really kind of in in her prime at that point. I mean, she was. Doing I a lot feel of stuff like she 90s. was coming. She was more. I mean, yeah, coming maybe she up. was more coming up. What was that movie? Double Jeopardy. Double I feel like Jeopardy. that was like her big moment. That got that got her a lot. This was a long came a spider. Double Jeopardy and like yeah. a lot of those like female and kiss like, the girls. Yeah, kiss the girls. All yeah. those movies. Um, weren't weren't those just a little bit after little, this? I think they were probably were like maybe later nineties. 
Yeah. That that last third of the nineties is probably so this may have been a little bit before then. She was a recognizable face. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um I think she'd been in some stuff before. But like the like they had a chemistry. She was the hot new ass. Yes. <laughs> it was great ass. <laughs> it was great ass. And that by the way, that was um oh that because like they were interrogating the boy the guy who was seeing yes. her, and that was uh oh gosh, what's Hank Azaria? Yes, Hank I did Azaria. not expect to see Hank yeah, Azaria. He's just there. He's just like kind of the he's not he's kind of sleazy. He's not a good guy. Nobody's really a good person no. in this movie, which I like. Nope. Nobody is a good person. Even the movie. cops, you're kind of like, should I yeah. really trust the cops? No, right, right. I I, I totally enjoyed the scene where because what was his wife? I guess they had a very strange relationship, but she kind of oh, yeah. he walks in on her and just her dude she was having an affair yes. with, and you know Pacino like has the whole like you can fuck my wife. But you can't watch my TV. <laughs> I'm taking my TV <laughs> and leaving. Right. <laughs> that was the thing you fixated on. And then he just like chucks the and TV. Chucks out. it out the car. Yeah, that was great. So many good scenes. I didn't like. I said I have a lot of time. I didn't have any time to write notes. There, because uh, well, uh, from I mean from the very start of oh, it. Oh yeah, John Voight in this thing too. Yep. Played kind of like his uh, behind the scenes guy, I guess. Like yep. the guy would set up the deals. And who? I'm trying to think now. Who was uh, William Fincher was in it? Wasn't yeah, he? I, was, yeah, he, he had was, a small part in it. Yeah, he was the uh, the the Bonds guy, right? That they were trying to. He was work the with. guy that they stole from. Yes. early in the movie, and then they just going to try and turn around and yep. sell the, them their um, their money back, and then because like they were like, well, you you it's insured, right? Yeah. You know, you're you'll get, get your the insurance. We'll sell the these. yeah at a discounted price. So everybody comes out ahead. And it was all that macho, like, yeah, nobody steals from me. Right, kind of right. He had, that's the way he reacted. <clears throat> you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And he was like, I want them dead. You know? Who was, and now I'm trying to think, who was uh, Al Pacino's stepdaughter? Was she? Oh, uh, was, was it Natalie Portman? I was going to, I think it was Natalie Portman. I think it might be Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah very young Natalie Portman. Because yeah, she, she I, and I kept wondering, is this going to be Robert De Niro's daughter? Yeah. I kind of felt like they were playing it up yeah. that way because you never even see the dude. Yeah, because you're like, oh, he didn't show up again. Mm-hmm. Is Robert – yeah. and that would have been – I, I liked that it wasn't right. because he made you think that it could be. Right. So it was – It was, and that's when – I mean, that's a Michael Mann. But really, he was just a nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you just, just never see dude. the guy. And, oh, that was that was intense when she tried to kill herself in, in his oh, bathtub. Yeah. I, I, that, that was a huge – Good. And that was a good acting moment for Al Pacino. I think it was because you you reach. You, I mean, like because there's you reach that point where they're you, they have the the big third act robbery, mm. but it, it like it feels like it should be later in the movie. But there's still so much that comes after it. There really is. Yeah, that you're like, okay, well, there's there there's. I mean, they because you know Tom Sizemore his that's arc comes to an abrupt end yes well because he was the one that eventually what was it he he and i I did not like how pacino got to them yeah because he says something about cowboy or there was like a thing he says very slick slick called him slick called him slick and he uh, some criminal just says slick out of nowhere like, there's club. only one guy here that calls right. people slick. Only one guy that calls people slick. And so like that was the thread that led them to the right. I didn't like I thought that, that was that felt lazy. Um one of the biggest offenders of that in my book is the movie Law Abiding Citizen with uh, Gerard uh Butler. Butler, yeah. Because I hate in the third act because the whole movie Gerard Butler is supposed to be so much smarter than everybody. And then in, in the third act when Jamie Foxx is trying to track him down, he gets an email 
from what's her face's mysterious boyfriend you never see and that's how he connects everything you're like nah. what it just it's so when you have such a well-crafted story and all of these things are fit and you're like how are we supposed to work this one out i mean the movie's forgiven because everything yes. is so awesome it still is great and you do want to just get quickly to the whole pacino yes. de niro things so like it doesn't ruin the movie but it did no. it did seem a bit it's it's of a un- reach. <laughs> it, it was unfortunate that that was how they bridged that gap because it's like oh, you just kind of okay. We're just gonna put that fine. Mm-hmm. Because then you then you have the whole Kilmer Judd. She gets taken in by the police and right. Um, and then I I, I did They're like using the, her as bait. I, I did like that last um, little encounter with the two of them where she you know gives them the signals like yeah go yeah yeah um, which because it's when I was like there was a lot of emotion behind that because um, De Niro had vouched for him. You know, they have that whole tiff where it's like, hey, no, you give him one more chance. Yeah. And after that, if he messes it up, I'll I'll take care of it myself. I'll, you know, make sure you guys are fine. He was basically Jimmy and Goodfellas <clears throat> at that yeah, point. <laughs> like, exactly. It was very uh, Scorsese yes. De Niro in that moment. So it was, I mean, and you have that. So, I mean, there was. Because that's how we learned she's fucking Hank Azaria. Yes. And it was it was when I was like okay it was a very it felt like a very like this is a modern '90s relationship they're in turmoil they have a kid together mm-hmm. so they can't just like hey we can adorable break up. bowl cut yeah so it's like you got this adorable bowl cut kid you can't yep. just you know break it off nope. she knows the real him and what he's into so it's kind of like okay you know she's not going to screw him over but at the same time it's like how how do you dissolve that if it needs to be dissolved so it was a very complicated relationship and you get to that moment where you're like she gives him the signal like hey go yeah i like that part actually i thought <clears throat> I, that was good. I i liked that cuz it it was you know if you're following it and you're paying attention it's like there's some real emotion to that and then they then they're like he pulls up the street they're like oh, you know get, get him anyways and they pull him over and I, I just, it spoke again to how prepared these, how good of criminals they really were. He's like, he was prepared to be pulled over. It's like, no. That was this. cool. Yeah. I like I, I did not know how he was going to get out of that. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is going to be tricky. It felt, again, like a kind of a lazy riding out where like the cop who was in charge of the stakeout yeah. kind of wasn't paying attention didn't or something. Didn't really realize, okay. Yeah. How about you go out and look right, at this guy? Right, right. <laughs> if you look at him and he's here, you can still arrest him, I think. It was, it was, you forgive it because it was a nice moment. Yeah. Uh, but... I, I tell you what, if I were making notes, I would have made this note. If 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 De Niro signed on to make the movie so he could have the coffee shop scene, I think Val Kilmer may have signed on to make the movie so he could wear that wig. Yes. <laughs> that like long blonde the hair. Long blonde ponytail. The ponytail. Because, you know, he has the Val Kilmer hair at yes. the end, you know, like he's got the clean cut yep. Val Kilmer, like, you know. Mid nineties. I want to wear a wig. Oh God, I'll do it, but you got to let me wear this wig. I got uh, to be like a early, like early nineties grunge, but it's straight hair. You know, give me, give me the ponytail. Can I look like David Lee Roth, circa nineteen eighty two? Maybe just to, I'll do I, it if I you feel let like me. my character has a ponytail. <laughs> yep. But it's a defining it trait is. of it's it a is. characteristic of that. It's very good. Um, just awesome movie. I'm I'm so happy to have finally seen it. I now own it in 4K, <laughs> so I'll be like, you know, shout out 4KJ if you're watching. I got a great Should little be. anecdote for 4KJ. You know, so can we take a moment? We I sh- can. I want to I want to replug this in the next episode that we do. But <clears throat> so you started doing a blog yes. for Cinemasters, yes. so you're gonna do some writing, kind of explore uh, that. You you have done blogs in the past for movie reviews and things, yes. but you're going to have like an actual official Cinemasters blog now and you're going to just make posts and, yes. you know, just do what you're really good at, which is writing. And the first post That's was like the whole, say. 
I, it's, you know, whatever. You're going to be like, you know, uh, I mean, I'd rather you be that way than like, of course, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the greatest I know writer I'm since the best. <laughs> Lord Tennyson. <laughs> yeah, but you did this great, you know, Cinemasters. Like, we kind of see the, because we keep adding new people. Yes. Or, you know, we joked that we were like the uh, view askew. Yes. Then, but then you kind of made this like organically kind of came along and like, oh, no, we're more like the Avengers. And then you you posted it, and then you tagged people who you knew had yes. social media. But like, four uh, KJ doesn't he he doesn't have any social media accounts. So I went ahead and uh, I, I was like, well, I'll, I'll make sure his wife sees it, and then she can show him. And she goes, I think she posted it in Facebook. She's like, funny thing about Jay. Um, speaking of four KJ, apparently they were having a conversation about um, they were going to watch Secret Life of Secret Pets too. And uh, his daughter said, well, we saw that at school. And Jason's reply was, yeah, but you probably haven't seen it in 4K. <laughs> and I'm thinking of that Jon Stewart bit from like Half-Baked where he's like, but have you seen it on weed? <laughs> I love you, Jay. You're the best. 4K, Jay. You're the best. He is. So yeah, I own that in 4K now, and I'll be watching it more often. I got a digital copy of it, too. I'll probably watch it digitally. For, you know, I don't it's need a, to watch it in 4K again. It's one of those movies after you've watched it, because yeah. there's a lot of movies are like when you see... I mean, it's almost like the dramatic standard these days is it's got to be two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to be, if you're like, oh, it's a great movie, it's got to be two and a half hours. Um, but when you're sitting down, even for, I mean, like, there's there's some movies that I could do two and a half hours, no problem. Oh, yeah. But there's, I mean, that was one of, like, and I, I to be perfectly honest, I still have not watched Blade Runner 2049 yet because of oh, the runtime. so good. I need to. I it's own it. It's so good. And it, it's one of, It's I, such I know a great that. follow-up to the original Blade Runner movie. Like I can't believe they pulled that off. But that when it was in theaters, such a shame it was a flop. That when that was in theaters, I think I still had. I think Movie Pass was still rolling, and you still didn't see and it. And every time, Dave I, Batista has a great bit part in that movie. Every you won't time, believe how good he is I, in that. Every time I wanted to go see it, I was like two and a half hours. Do I want to go sit for two and a half hours? And I, it's I, a beautiful I, movie. I knew that it would be good. But it's like I think I was telling you the other night. I was like, I should I should watch Parasite tonight. <laughs> But I'm yeah. gonna watch Hobbs and Shaw again. <laughs> I totally get it, man. So it's I totally get it. I, I do. The, I I'm guilty of the same shit. You, that time you, commitment can be a killer sometimes. Yeah, but and you know. Heat, but, once you, you, but then also, you just want to watch something yeah. you love. Yeah. And can put on and relax. Yeah. You know, and then you can you can look up from your phone during the scenes you really like. Oh, here's this one. Yeah, here's the scene where like The Rock picks that dude up and drives him into a yes. wall. I love that part. I love that. So good. Anyways, that's all I got to say about Heat. I, I think my favorite scenes were the, uh, the, you know, the robbery gone wrong, where they're fighting their way. I, I thought they were going to die. Like, yep. I did not expect them to escape that. And, you know, like, they did lose Tom Sizemore. Spoiler alert. This is pretty old. You should have seen it by now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they lose Sizemore, and then Val Kilmer's wounded pretty yes. badly. Uh, but they make it out. And I was like, I don't think that would happen nowadays. Or it's just a movie too. Like even in '95, like you would, because I I like watching movies from like pre-smartphone era. Yes, it's interesting because like you kind of can, in your mind, trick yourself at least believe that you know you can get away with. You could get away with it, right? You can you can disappear. Not now, not now. No, it's impossible. They could track you wherever you don't try it. Well, and I I'm gonna I I don't think I'm going I'm gonna do my best to not spoil the finale of it. Again, 95, it's been mm. 25 years. You probably could have watched it by now. Mm. But <clears throat> in that in that final segment, when it's 
uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yeah. And there, it's the finale of the movie. I'm not going to yeah. tell you what happens. But going into that scene, one thing that I did like. We, let's just talk about that scene. Let's the, just spoil it because I, I, I forgot about fine. that scene. That's fine. And I thought it was one of the weirder, weaker aspects of the film. The the thing that I liked about it okay. um, that let's I thought. start with positive. That added to the, the, the dramatics of it was a lot of time in those scenes. Mm. Especially, and I, I think it goes back to the cat and mouse between the two of them. You'd have one of the characters. Um, you know, you'd have Al Pacino, you know, yelling, uh, like, ah, I'm going to find you, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But De Niro's, when they were going to film that, De Niro's direction was no dialogue. All right. We just, we go, and it's, and I think that really, that, to me, amplified the cat and mouse. Hmm. And I, that was what I liked about the finale of that. That's interesting you say that. I can, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, maybe... Maybe I'm just expecting the the yelling out and things. Because yeah. while I was watching it, although now I can maybe kind of appreciate what you're saying, the cat and mouse, like, it's, it, there's no dialogue. It's no. just a lot of, like, the sound mixers were earning their yep. paycheck. It's just, like, airplanes flying overhead and, yep. and, like, crunch, 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 because they're, like, running through fields yep. and stuff. Uh, it, it felt really long. The, I, I will say that, yeah, it's for for what you get out of it, if they would have shortened it, the lack of dialogue would not have been as overt. Sure. You wouldn't have felt it as much. Yeah. Um, so I'll I, keep that in mind next time. I'll, next time I watch it, see if maybe I'll enjoy it more. But I, I also didn't like when Pacino shoots De Niro and kills him. Yeah. He reaches out to him and they hold hands. That yeah, that was a little was like they mm. should not be that close. They. They have just had one conversation over coffee, and it yeah. was a, like whose dick is better conversation. Yeah. Let's be honest. And I mean, it wasn't like chummy buddies. Like it, it, it was kind of, but at the same time, it was like my dick's bigger than yours. Let's be fair. Yeah, and and it's you can you can still have that outcome where it's like, hey, I won, respect. Yeah, but you don't need to hold hands. No, don't hold it's, hands. It's like okay. Pacino, you you got the bad guy, right? Because at, at that point in the end of the movie, you know you're kind of like, well, yeah, De Niro's a bad guy, mm. but is Pacino the good guy? I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, technically, but he, he's a cop, so I mean, he's on the he he has a badge. <laughs> I was like, he's like, okay, well, he's he's yeah, he's good, but he's well, that's why I liked at the top. You know, like nobody is good like yeah every everybody has flaws and, and it was it was i liked the way that because there were aspects and if of, there was a good character that that character would have died yes there, quickly there because he his partner gets shot and mowed down in the yes. in the bank robbing scene gone awry he gets shot and killed dennis so, hayesbert gets the the driver the getaway driver yeah he's just an you know, oh that! Oh my God! That whole movie felt like they were setting something big up, only for him to just die. It was like, "Hey, would you like to drive the car and then die?" Yeah, certainly. That, that do I get to do all state commercials after that? <laughs> that was so weird. I'm so glad you brought that up because like, they kept going because like he had his own separate storyline. Yeah, you're like, why? Why are we going back to this point of view like, of this? Former recidivism is just a foregone conclusion. Yeah, He's just so going to go back to crime. I mean, they cut back to his story three to four times, yeah. and you're just like, at least something's. And then they can. There's a convergence right at the end because they need a driver. Yeah, and he just fucking dies. You're like, hey, would you like to also be shot violently and while you're supposedly driving the getaway car? 
He was all over that opportunity too. It's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, baby. <laughs> Screw working in this crappy diner. It's like, I mean, I know criminals don't have a lot of opportunities for stuff, but it's like this whole like, yeah, you're gonna work for me and you're gonna do the crap jobs, or otherwise I'm gonna turn them, turn you back. Yeah, it's like, what is this? I mean, he should have he should have offered rum to Joe Boo. Like, I mean, that's the... what the fuck happened. I mean, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, Serrano the... didn't hit the curveball. He died. He got sh- he got whoops just mauled. Okay. Yes. Anyway, um, yes. so thumbs up for me. I thought it was really thumbs good. Up. Yep. I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's like I liked that. I was like, my, when I revealed my movie was Heat, and you sent me the Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. It's so great. As it's a, kind of the way of like <laughs> I saw Heat. <laughs> heat. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I saw that like ten years ago, loser. <laughs> I am never going back. And don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. But uh, uh, that was beautiful. I I think that was what you haven't seen that in in capsule. Yes, that was like perfect. Because people always expect was like, oh, certainly you've seen this movie. It's like (laughs) we watch a lot of movies. Yeah, but a lot of movies come out every year. And I was like, I mean, even because I've I've already kind of made a pledge to myself. So I'm gonna watch as many good movies as I can. Yeah, this year. yeah. You were I'm, on point. I'm not doing 126 again next year. This no, year. is that was, did it hurt you? Did it was it a little bit much? It was one of those like when I got to the point that I could chase after a, a large number. I was like, oh, I'm gonna gosh. do it. Yeah. But I was like, I watched a number of films. It was like, oh, this is just. Crap. It was like breaking Hank Aaron's home run record. I'm like, oh. You just kept hitting home runs, man. I was like, all right, I'll watch Drunk Parents with Alec Baldwin now. <laughs> Which was surprisingly not as bad as I thought. You were it would not be. getting paid to do that. Oh, no, just, uh, I mean, like it. a lot of critics probably didn't see that many movies yeah. in 2019, and a lot of the ones I saw were not. That's that why you should tune into us that we because watch. there's a good chance Adam's going to see the movie that you want to hear about. I, I get, I get that a lot. Of people are like, um, I had a friend of mine. She, she uh, messaged me the other. Oh, I'm watching a movie right now. I bet you never seen. And now, even as I'm telling this anecdote, I wish I could remember what movie she was watching. <laughs> but she's like, ah, it's this. I was like, yeah, I've seen that. I own that actually. I was like, I own that. <laughs> I, I I have it's standard definition, but I do have <sighs> I do have a region free uh, DVD player, so I can buy stuff directly from the UK. I respect that, man. I respect it. I won't do it. I know, but I respect it. <laughs> we got 4KJ and standard definition douche, Adam. We got the the whole full spectrum, all. baby, right yep. there, all the way from from low end to high end. Like I'll watch movies on Viewmaster. <laughs> This movie thrillers really turning out to be. If it if it means seeing the movie, then I'm yes. with you, buddy. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Well, that's been uh, our episode. Our what you haven't seen that episode. Uh, coming attractions. Coming attractions. Uh, next time you see us or hear us, it will be the feature presentation. Yes. Not going to spoil what that is here. You'll just have to wait until have to wait later see. in the week or next week. It's however, a tasty this drops, it is a tasty bite. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's the yes. first time we've done anything like it. Well, yes. Actually, in, it, first time we've done it in a while. Good point. Yeah, in a while we 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 had that we've done something similar in the yes. format, but this is new. It's a new take on a format that we both really enjoy, yes. and I'm super looking forward to doing it's that. It's gonna be good. You're, You're gonna, gonna like it. it, and we'll see you then. I've been one of your hosts, Ron Avis. I've been your other host, Adam Peterson. Don't kill yourself like Jonathan Brandis. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> we almost made it through a show. <laughs>